fresh word with Reverend Today Amosu. Welcome to Fresh Word Today. Good to be with you again. Let's get into the Word of God. Uh, let's open to the book of Luke chapter 8 from verse 22. We'll read. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down the lake and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy or in danger. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose, rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased. And there was a calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, What can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. That's the Lord Jesus. When we came to Christ, we teamed up with him to face life together. Remember I said, come unto me all you who labor, and I heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. So take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Found meek and lowly, that you'll find rest for your soul. So, when we came to Jesus, we were yoked up with him. We enter into company of Jesus, and we begin to do, or we began to do life together. So, life is no, long, no longer I or you. Life is Christ and us. And then this journey should be taken together through life. And we will pass through different, different things. We'll go through the hills and the valleys, through seemingly comfortable or uncomfortable, through different seasons of life. But Jesus has promised to be our leader and to always be our companion. And I just read the story to you about Jesus with his disciples when he came here on the earth, when the world became a human being. And he lived on the earth for a couple of years. And then he set up a kind of a ministry when he was 30 years old. And his disciples were picked. And these disciples became like his constant companions. And they traveled the journey together. They moved together. They were, you know, on the course of affecting humanity. And they were going together. And, and their journey was always Jesus with them. In fact, when Jesus was leaving, they felt so bad because they would now miss his companionship. But then he promised the Holy Spirit. So I want us to take this particular event in the disciples' life to be a kind of a, a picture of our lives together with Jesus. And we're going to take a journey with Jesus. We're going to run through life with Jesus. It's, it's, it's great. It's wonderful when a believer, a Christian, takes his journey with Jesus. I can say that there are heartaches and sorrows and pain that we have. They are, they are called because we go it all alone by ourselves. And we don't count on the factor of Christ's presence in our life. Let's hear it again, Luke 8.22. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples. He said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. If you notice, Jesus, Bible says, on a certain day, and you know our life, 
are made of days, weeks, and months, but actually we live in a day. We came from yesterday, we are going to tomorrow, but today is our day. Today we are. Hallelujah. And he said, he got into a boat, Jesus, with his disciples. I can see this. Jesus finished and he entered, headed for the boat and entered the boat. And suddenly the disciples knew that they ought to follow. See, that's the way you should be living your life. Jesus taking the initiatives through his word and then we follow. You will really have a beautiful life and less hassle when you begin to let Jesus initiate through his word supposed to do with your life. There's no use trying to force Jesus to follow you in your boat because you don't know the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So he got into a boat. The disciples followed. Then he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And he launched out. You see, Jesus entered the boat, but also, not only did he only enter the boat, he gave the direction for the boat and the destination for the boat. Isn't that beautiful? They were supposed to enter the boat together. Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. And the disciples just get up. You should be launching different aspects of your life on the basis of Jesus' words. As you spend time in prayer and in the scriptures, as you look up to God, God will speak to you in your heart through the scriptures to give you the direction and the destination of your life whether you are embarking on a journey of marriage, a journey of career, a journey of partnership, a journey of business, a journey of from here to there, wherever of your life. Remember, Jesus should enter the boat first, then you should follow, and then you will determine direction and the destination of your journey. But what I want you to see today, it's important. As a Christian, when you leave this world, many of us wonder about sometimes the seeming silence of God in our daily living. After we initiate, after we give us initiatives to move and we start moving, and sometimes we don't see God visibly at work in our life. Let's look at Luke chapter 8, verse 3. As, as, as they sailed, he fell asleep. That means he was not consciously with them, he slept off. And that's where we feel sometimes as Christians, we listen to the Lord, we walk with the Lord, we move out to do things. We, don't seem to see the Lord at, at, at work as if we are just left alone there. But we're not alone. His spirit is hovering over us. Now listen to this verse 3. But he, as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water, and were in jeopardy or in danger. Mm. You know, who set up who set out first? It was Jesus. Who gave direction? It was Jesus. Who gave destination? It was Jesus. But a windstorm came. Don't get the idea that just because you have teamed up with Jesus and he set the agenda for your life and he gives you direction and destination, there are not going to be any storm. There was a storm. They sailed, they launched forth on the words of Jesus. Remember that. You are doing your possible best to please God and here comes a windstorm. Windstorms are negative circumstances preventing us from getting to 
our destination with Jesus. Whatever God's plan, whatever his promises he has for you, windstorm will arise. Let's look at what windstorm. The word, the word windstorm or, or, or storm is two things. Actually, wind moving on the water. The wind you can't see, but the water you can see. It's a combination of physical and invisible. The visible and invisible. So here was Jesus sleeping and his disciples rowing the boat and then there was this windstorm just rose. He came down the lake. Jesus was in the boat along with the disciples. They were not without Jesus. And the boat began to be filled with water and they were in danger. Yeah. Danger is not a surprising thing to a Christian. You know, David said in Samaria 19, my life is always in my hand, but I don't forget your law. Oh, my life is always in danger. Same, same, same thing. So, this windstorm came, and they were in jeopardy. They were in danger. Their lives, their very existence was being threatened. And, 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 and please, don't be surprised when you face windstorms, whether spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, maritally, whatever dimension of life you face these storms. Let's look at what happened next. And they came to Jesus, verse 24, and they are walking, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the region of the water and they ceased and there was a calm. But he said to them, where is your faith? Interesting. Where is your faith? Let's look at what happened. They came to Jesus and they defined their prayer request. What's that? We are perishing. They were speaking for the storm. They were speaking their end with the storm. You go, you're going to go through storms in life. You're going to face this, but don't let the storm define your destination. Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side. Disciples cried out, we are perishing. Jesus said, let's cross over. They said they were perishing. You see, they were speakers. They were prophets for the storm. They were telling Jesus about the strength of the storm to destroy them. And that's not the way to posit your life. You can't be concluding your circumstances according to your own thinking. They told Jesus, we are perishing. That's not the prayer request. You are declaring the end. You are telling what will happen to you. We are perishing. What have you said? Oh, we are finished. Oh, we are going through this. We may never come out. Master, Master Jesus. A lot of times our prayers are not prayer. That's why God doesn't answer us. Because we are actually telling God what we want to happen to us. And we are perishing. Master, Master, we are perishing. You know what Jesus did? He arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased and there was a calm. Thank God. You know, Jesus didn't discuss with them about the storm. They were telling Jesus what the storm was doing. Jesus was telling the storm what should be done. That's what I wanted to see as a Christ follower. 
the circumstances, the windstorms, the life delays should not be giving you his conclusion. You should be telling the storms. Now somebody said, <laughs> you know, Jesus could do that because he's the son of God and he's powerful, he's anointed, he had the spirit of God without measure. So he could arise, rebuke the wind, and it will be calm, the thing will cease. But look at verse 25. He said, but he said to them, where's your faith? So Christ didn't do this because he was the son of God. He did because he had faith. You see, they were not speaking according to faith. When Jesus was here, physically speaking, he demanded faith from people. Just like Moses demanded the Ten Commandments to be kept by the people. Jesus wanted people to believe. He came here to incite and provoke belief in the heart of the people. Without believing, nothing is impossible. But with believing, all things are possible. Jesus always demanded faith when he was here. And he said, where is your faith? I'm asking you to, where is your faith? You got faith in Jesus? Where is it in your storms? Where is it in your negative circumstances? You forget your faith? That's not right. You forget the storm, not the faith. Are you going to have somebody? You don't have enough money. And then you say, oh, I don't have enough money. That person says, forget it. I have some money. (laughs) Interesting. Jesus said, where is your faith? I'm asking you, where is your faith? Is your faith in the storm determining how things will turn out? Master, master, we are perishing. Or is your faith in getting up to rebuke the storm just like Jesus? Where is your faith? Is your faith placed in the power of the banking system of this world? On their healthcare system? See, everything's collapsing now. This whole system is founded on greed and weakness. And it's all getting old, becoming like a rag. Bible said, he that trusts in the arm of flesh is cursed. But blessed is he who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is Yahweh. So, where's your faith? When you get out of church and you live your life Monday to Saturday, do you remember your faith or you forget your faith? And you know, faith is interesting. John, 1 John 5, see that our faith is our victory. So every time you lose the sense of victory, you are forgetting your faith. You don't remember your faith. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith in who? Faith in Jesus' power. Faith in Jesus' strength. Faith in Jesus' presence. The apostle could have gotten up and said, Hey, storm, stop. Jesus is with us. Shut up. They could have been storm stopper, but they were storm speaker. Which one are you? Are you speaking for the storm or are you speaking to the storm? Cease. Stop. The storm can be sickness, marital problems, spiritual oppression, financial struggle. So they say, Master, Master, we are perishing. There's no use telling that you're going to perish. 
was going to perish anyway. But thank God he got up and he said, stop. Speak stop to it. Don't speak about it. It's time to stop speaking to the Lord about your storm and start speaking to the storm about how great your God is and how powerful he is. And then you're going to demand that he stops because Jesus is with us. So where's your faith? Let's round this up. You know, in verse 25, certain where's your faith? And they were afraid, marveled, saying to one another, who can this be for it? Commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. You know, they got it wrong. You know, they, who, is, who can this be? Jesus said, It's your faith. It's your faith. It's your faith. And thank God we got the faith of Jesus. We got the faith of Jesus. As a child of God, we have been given the same nature like Jesus, and His faith is in our heart. Let's start using it. Let's not wait for the storms to wipe us out. Let's get up in our boat. And speak to the storm. Cease. And it shall be so. Thank you for listening this morning.